When the Lord speaks, he calls his sheep to follow. As Moses first instructed the ancient people of Israel in Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 4-9, through 9, Hear, Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your strength. These words which I am commanding you today shall be on your heart. And you shall repeat them diligently to your sons, and speak of them when you sit in your house, when you walk on the road, when you lie down, and when you get up. You shall also tie them as a sign to your hand, and they shall be as frontlets on your forehead. You shall also write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. The following are an emblematic sampling of the teachings of the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, who became flesh in the person of Jesus, that have been neglected by those who call themselves the church. We begin in Exodus chapter 20, beginning in verse 1. Then God spoke all these words, saying, I am the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. You shall have no other gods before me. The Hebrew of this verse reads literally, You shall not have other gods against my face. Face in Hebrew generally connotes the presence of a person. The sense here is not that God is okay with other gods as long as they are not ahead of him in priority. The prohibition is against bringing any other gods into his presence. But what constitute gods? Gods in the ancient world were superhuman beings thought to control various aspects, elements, and forces of the world. Belief in such beings has been prevalent throughout human history and is obvious enough both in mythology and in polytheistic religions. However, today many in the West believe the universe to be shaped by laws, forces, ideas, and so on. These conceptions are sometimes symbolized by the name Mother Nature, or Laws of Nature, or Natural Law. Such things are decidedly impersonal for many today, but they are contemporary forms of what were gods in the ancient world. Such language and conceptions should never be brought into the presence of God. The text continues, You shall not make for yourself an idol, or any likeness of what is in heaven above or on the earth beneath, or in the water under the earth. You shall not worship them nor serve them, for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, inflicting the punishment of the fathers on the children on the third and fourth generations of those who hate me, but showing favor to thousands, to those who love me and keep my commandments. There are three prohibitions in these verses. First, we shall not make idols. Second, we shall not worship idols. Third, we shall not serve idols. What are idols? There are several Hebrew words translated idol. The one closest to our English word is the Hebrew elilim, which literally means little gods. It's used, for example, in Leviticus chapter 19, verse 4. Do not turn to idols or make for yourself cast metal gods. I am the Lord your God. These would be castings or carvings or drawings meant to represent various deities. But this is not the word used in Exodus chapter 20, verse 4. Exodus 24 prohibits the making of pestle. A pestle is an image made to resemble an aspect of creation. They were certainly used in religious ceremonies and overlap with elilim. But they are more specific to natural elements as opposed to decidedly divine. This is why God explained further that they were not to be made to represent anything in the heavens, the sky, or on the earth, or in the sea. Furthermore, 
Not only were they not to be made, they were not to be shown honor, which is the meaning of the Hebrew word translated worship, nor served. The prohibition here is against showing the honor due to God to created things, and against serving created things as though they were deserving or worthy of it. The text continues, You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain, for the Lord will not leave him unpunished who takes his name in vain. The Hebrew here says more literally, You shall not carry the name of the Lord your God to emptiness. This is not a prohibition against saying the name of God without reverence. God was prohibiting the Israelites from claiming to say or do things on his behalf when he had not said or commanded such things. The text continues, Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. For six days you shall labor and do all your work. But the seventh day is a Sabbath of the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, you or your son or your daughter, your male slave or your female slave, or your cattle or your resident who stays with you. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and everything that is in them, and he rested on the seventh day. For that reason the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. Honor your father and your mother, so that your days may be prolonged on the land which the Lord your God gives you. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not give false testimony against your neighbor. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife, or his male slave, or his female slave, or his ox, or his donkey, or anything that belongs to your neighbor. And now we turn to Jesus' further explanation of the truest intention of the Torah God gave to Israel through Moses. In Matthew chapter 5, verses 17 through chapter 6, verse 18. Jesus says, Do not presume that I came to abolish the law or the prophets. I did not come to abolish, but to fulfill. For truly I say to you, until heaven and earth pass away, not the smallest letter or stroke of a letter shall pass from the law until all is accomplished. Therefore, whoever nullifies one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do the same, shall be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever keeps and teaches them, he shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I say to you that unless your righteousness far surpasses that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will not enter the kingdom of heaven. You have heard that the ancients were told you shall not murder, and whoever commits murder shall be answerable to the court. But I say to you that everyone who is angry with his brother shall be answerable to the court. And whoever says to his brother, you good for nothing, shall be answerable to the supreme court. And whoever says, you fool, shall be guilty enough to go into the fiery hell. Therefore, if you are presenting your offering at the altar, and there you remember that your brother has something against you, leave your offering there before the altar and go. First be reconciled to your brother, and then come and present your offering. Come to good terms with your accuser quickly, while you are with him on the way to court, so that your accuser will not hand you over to the judge and the judge to the officer, and you will not be thrown into prison. Truly I say to you, you will not come out of there until you have paid up the last quadrants. You have heard that it was said you shall not commit adultery. But I say to you that everyone who looks at a woman with lust for her has already committed adultery with her in his heart. Now if your right eye is causing you to sin, tear it out and throw it away from you. For it's better for you to lose one part of the parts of your body than for your whole body to be thrown into hell. And if your right hand is causing you to sin, cut it off and throw it away from you, for it's better for you to lose one of the parts of your body 
than for your whole body to go into hell. Now it was said, whoever sends his wife away is to give her a certificate of divorce. But I say to you that everyone who divorces his wife, except for the reason of sexual immorality, makes her commit adultery, and whoever marries a divorced woman commits adultery. Again, you have heard that the ancients were told, you shall not make false vows, but shall fulfill your vows to the Lord. But I say to you, take no oath at all, neither by heaven, for it is the throne of God, nor by the earth, for it is the footstool of his feet, nor by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. Nor shall you take an oath by your head, for you cannot make a single hair white or black. But make sure your statement is yes, yes, or no, no. Anything beyond these is of evil origin. You have heard that it was said, an eye for eye and tooth for tooth. But I say to you, do not show opposition against an evil person. But whoever slaps you on your right cheek, turn the other toward him also. And if anyone wants to sue you and take your tunic, let him have your cloak as well. Whoever forces you to go one mile, go with him too. Give to him who asks of you, and do not turn away from him who wants to borrow from you. You have heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies, and pray for those who persecute you, so that you may prove yourselves to be sons of your Father who is in heaven. For he causes his Son to rise on the evil and the good, and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. For if you love those who love you, what reward do you have? Even the tax collectors, do they not do the same? And if you greet only your brothers and sisters, what more are you doing than others? Even the Gentiles, do they not do the same? Therefore you shall be perfect, as your heavenly Father is perfect. Take care not to practice your righteousness in the sight of people, to be noticed by them. Otherwise you have no reward with your Father who is in heaven. So when you give to the poor, do not sound a trumpet before you, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and on the streets, so that they will be praised by people. Truly I say to you, they have their reward in full. But when you give to the poor, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your charitable giving will be in secret, and your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And when you pray, you are not to be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and on the street corners so that they will be seen by people. Truly I say to you, they have their reward in full. But as for you, when you pray, go into your inner room, Close your door and pray to your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And when you are praying, do not use thoughtless repetition as the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard because of their many words. So do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask him. Pray then in this way, Our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For if you forgive other people for their offenses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive other people, then your Father will not forgive your offenses. Now whenever you fast, do not make a gloomy face as the hypocrites do, for they distort their faces so that they will be noticed by people when they are fasting. Truly I say to you, they have their reward in full. But as for you, when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face, so that your fasting will not be noticed by people, but by your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Judgment is now coming on the world. But judgment begins with the household of God. Discern for yourselves 
whether those institutions who have claimed the name Christian have truly followed Jesus. As God warned believers long ago in the book of Revelation about God's season of judgment on those who have followed the spirit of Babylon, I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, so that you will not participate in her sins and receive any of her plagues. For her sins have piled up as high as heaven, and God has remembered her offenses. Pay her back even as she has paid, and give back to her double according to her deeds. In the cup which she has mixed, mix twice as much for her. To the extent that she glorified herself and lived luxuriously, to the same extent give her torment and mourning. For she says in her heart, I sit as a queen and I am not a widow and will never see mourning. For this reason in one day her plagues will come, plague and mourning and famine, and she will be burned up with fire. For the Lord God who judges her is strong. May those who have ears to hear listen to what the Spirit is saying to the churches.